Airbnb is, at its core, an open community dedicated to bringing the world closer together by fostering meaningful shared experiences amongst people from all parts of the world. Our community includes millions of people from virtually every country on the globe. It is an incredibly diverse community, drawing together individuals of different cultures, values, and norms. The Airbnb community is committed to building a world where people from every background feel welcomed and respected, no matter how far they have traveled from home. This commitment rests on two foundational principles that apply both to Airbnb's host and guest, inclusion and respect. Inclusion. We welcome guests of all backgrounds with authentic hospitality and open minds. Joining Airbnb as a host or guest means becoming part of a community of inclusion. Bias, prejudice, racism, and hatred have no place on our platform or in our community. While hosts are required to file all applicable laws that prohibit discrimination based on such factors as race, religion, national origin, and others listed below, we commit to do more than comply with the minimum requirements established by law. Respect. We are respectful of each other in our interactions and encounters. Airbnb appreciates the local laws and cultural norms vary around the world and expects hosts and guests to abide by local laws and to engage with each other respectfully, even when views may not reflect their beliefs or upbringings. Airbnb's members bring to our community an incredible diversity of background experiences, beliefs, and customs. By connecting people of different backgrounds, Airbnb fosters greater understanding and appreciation for the common characteristics shared by all human beings and undermines prejudice rooted in misconception, misinformation, and misunderstanding. Are you going to live up to that Airbnb? I say, whoa, welcome to the Best Friend Weekend Podcast. It's your man, Aldo. Nice. It's your boy, Raj Smooth. It's your boy, Los, a.k.a. C.A.P. Um, so obviously you could tell by um, the happenings of the last week, we've been talking about this for about a week that we were going to come with part three of the three-part series, the calm, the storm, the aftermath of our DC trip. And um, this is where things, I guess, take a turn for the series, just the aftermath. And um, Airbnb and Wild Black is basically the most pertinent issue that um, that we went through mm-hmm. in a long time. And obviously over that weekend, man. Um, so for yeah. those of y'all who aren't familiar with our platform. I'm just going to um, quickly say this. this is Best Friend Weekend Podcast. We normally do um, a lot of just current events. It's our comical take on current events. Um, a lot of it's smart. A lot of things you'll hear if you listen to our podcast. It's funny and it's smart. And uh, we got our own Southern twang to it, but we're, we're diverse. We've been from, we lived all over the place and it's a, it's a good thing. Anything else you guys want to add about the podcast before we get into the business that is? I think you should listen. <laughs> if you're okay. not listening you're missing out that's yeah. funny i think you should listen if you're not already listening yeah i mean because if you're listening you should be listening but anyway tell a, um, tell a friend to tell a friend so there's a couple of different tenets to what our podcast is and uh, one of them is best friend weekend best friends we sit down we talk like i said smart and funny commentary on things that are going on you have you don't have a reason or a need to listen to to go to world star or to go to um any one of these or, or even the shade room or anything, because we're telling you everything that's happening right here. And we're giving you a funny take on it and a smart take on those things. You can still go to those sites, but check in weekly and get our take on those things. But also, we are a travel group of friends. Um, we've had we host an event called Best Friend Weekend about every three months or so. And we travel to different cities 
we'll bring um at least at least 30 or 40 different people have came out to the different best friend weekends some come every time some come um here and there but we have a good time at these best friend um friend weekend trips and we also a travel brand where we're working on things like hats and um, beach towels and just different things in that nature where hey when you hang with your best friend it's the best friend weekend so get geared up and and do the best friend weekend things man i'm gonna ask you guys once again raj loach you have anything else to add about the pod i mean when it comes to the weekend i believe um you know, it's it's a great time where a bunch of people who are professionals get together, and we just have fun in a, in a different city. You know, we, we come we come together and and you know go see the sights, eat the eats, you know, and just have a good time. And it's it's it's, it's fun. I, I wouldn't miss it for the world. I definitely enjoy all the best friend weekend weekends. I think my take on it is we we've experienced um, travelers, but also experienced partiers, um, and we know how to have a good time. Mm-hmm. True. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm giving a recommendation out there and it's not biased. It is biased a bit because I'm a part of it. But for the most part on the outside looking in, if I was, I'd, I'd want to be there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's some, somewhere I'd want to be. So, and, and, and part of the experience of being an experienced traveler is kind of like we, we've experienced different things with traveling in different cities. So like one of the first trips that we all or most of us went on together was Los Angeles. We went to Los Angeles about maybe two or three years ago. And we just went out there to have us a, um, a hangout, best friend weekend. We brought a bunch of guys and we ended up renting a place. Um, did we use Airbnb for that venture, um, Raj? Definitely, 100%. And that was... In the Hollywood Hills, right? So, Raj, you were the, actually the person who booked that house. So, tell them about that experience and how that might have shaped our experiences going further. Um, not to not to peek too far into the podcast, but it's always easier to use Chase's account, CNH's account. So, we use CNH's account on that one. Um, it it was a little bit different. I just don't feel like the um, you know, there was there was much invasiveness uh, from that from that person. The person was a little bit. The, the homeowner, I mean, was a little bit curious as to, you know, uh, where Chase was uh, because I believe, I don't know if his flight was delayed at that time or if it was just that he got in on a different day. I think it, I think he either got in later or on a different day, but they were they were still cool. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, all right, man, you know, y'all have a good time. Like, basically, this is like, I feel like, you know, I'm going to equate it to like a hotel room. Whenever you mm-hmm. get a hotel room, as long as you, you know, like you can have literally 800 people in that room. If you keep if 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 you got eight hundred monks in that room, <laughs> then you basically like you know you clear to go. They'll never you, know. But if you got one monkey in your room, then I guess <laughs> they gonna call or, Airbnb. Or one monkey on, sleeping on the couch. You just one monkey know. on the yeah, you know how they do. <laughs> but okay, continue, Raj. I mean that's 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 pretty much it. You know, like the the, the person in in uh, in L.A. the the host in L.A. was just you know like he didn't he didn't necessarily see the person that rented for us, which was uh, C N H. But mm-hmm. he was cool about it. You know what I mean? Like he just was. I remember that being like, an ongoing. Right. I remember that being an ongoing joke while we were out there. That every time the homeowner like called or something, or because they were trying to sell that house, so they were popping up and actually showing the house while we were in it, which is weird. But every That's time that he weird. was trying to coordinate with us, CNH wasn't. He wasn't around. Like he was at the mall or he was out having drinks or doing something. So he finally met him like the last day of the trip. So. Like maybe in the back of his head, he thought he might not have even existed until the last day of the trip. He's like, "Oh, you have been here the whole time." So, so it was just kind of so one of you, those situations. So what y'all are saying is we've been we've been using CNH's white privilege to get with Airbnb. 
Well, I'm, I'm gonna. I, I I think that's a little that's a little much. What I'll say is this: <laughs> Chase rented that room in Los Angeles, um, but that was the only one he's ever done for us until this latest episode. Okay, um, gotcha, gotcha. because the next trip, the next um, best friend weekend event was in Colorado. And we went over there and we were having trouble booking. And I remember leading up to the mm-hmm. event, we were like, we can't find a good spot. And people were giving us kind of the runaround about why they couldn't rent your spot. And I'm like, well, yeah. but your spot's on Airbnb and it's listed mm-hmm. as open and available. Then why can't we? And we got into like some contentious arguments back and forth on my account, um, my my own personal account as far as why people wouldn't rent. And they always had a reason. Well, because I'm going to be out of town and I, normally I'm always, always in town and- if you want to rent it, it'll be X amount more. And they do little things like, hey, look, contact me outside of the app. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a, a thing I've seen a lot. And I think that that's kind of their way of being like, I'm going to tell you something that I shouldn't be saying and I don't want it documented. So contact me outside of the app about this. So that happened. So we started looking into different options like inclusive and noir BNB and trying to find things that were black owned because we knew that there was kind of a problem there. We don't You don't have to be blind to see that. Yeah. However, we did end up finding somebody in Denver, downtown Denver. He um he agreed to host us outside of like just kind of like one little minor thing that we said was broken before we came in the house, which obviously was. But, you know, we went back and forth with that. I mean, it was a it was a pleasant event. Like I didn't give him a negative yeah. review or anything. And we just kind of was like, OK, I think that chair was broke, but whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So but that thing was just kind of a, a one off and it was a fine event. Um, then we went to Atlanta for Best Friend Weekend. More recently, um, Los, you can probably speak to the homeowner in Atlanta and how that vibe was. Um, I, the homeowner in Atlanta was cool, man. I remember uh, we ran a toilet paper and we contacted him and asked, you know, hey, you know, you don't have enough toilet paper in the house. And he brought it right over. Um, I think we were getting ready to watch the Saints game, matter of fact. And he was like, hey, man, y'all having a good time? He was like, yeah, man, thank you. He said, man, y'all enjoy yourself, man. Enjoy the house. It's a nice house. Enjoy it, man. If y'all need anything else, you know, call me back. And mm-hmm. I mean, at that time, um, you know, we were, everybody, we were getting ramped up for the Saints game, you know, Saints get everywhere and he, he didn't blink an eye, you know, he was just like, man, I'm glad y'all having a good time. He didn't walk in, he handed me the, uh, the toilet paper and turned around, got back in his car, you know, made sure everything was okay, make sure we were having a good time and got back in his car. He, I mean, he was extremely cool, you know what I mean? He just like, enjoy the house, man. It's a nice house, isn't it? I'm like, yes, <laughs> it really is. You know, I think that was the best house we've stayed in so far. And um, um, we would, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the homeowner in Atlanta was a black oh, guy. He definitely was a brother. He's a brother. Yeah, for sure. The homeowner <laughs> in Colorado was a Hispanic guy in Denver. Mm-hmm. The homeowners in LA were of another race. I don't think they were black or white. I think they were Middle Eastern guys, but I could be, could be mistaken about that. Um, mm-hmm. So we've been renting to tr- primarily minorities are renting to other minorities on yeah. these um on these apps so it would appear um but then the lead up to dc which is the one that we're here to talk about memorial day weekend we were um going to washington dc go and hang out i heard the day party scene was really cool we wanted to get up with uh, one of our friends who's a, a, a music i mean a yeah a video producer out there and just kind of talk about some ideas about how we can build the brand of best friend weekend so we went up there and we chose dc as a place Leading mm-hmm. up to that trip, we were looking to try to rent an Airbnb, and I was running into a lot of the same things, where specifically, I tried to rent at this one spot that I found out. I was like, oh, this would be really good. 
when I contacted the guy, he was like, well, my house is not for rent right now. And I'm like, but it's on the site. And he's like, well, no, I, I have some guests in there and I'm just not sure like when they'll be out and um, they, if they're going to stay the whole week or not. Right. And then he sent like he asked me to leave the app and text with him. So I was texting him from my Google voice number and we were we were doing that. So that's when I, I, this is kind of where the story starts. Um, I, I got a, a hunch to say, hey, look, CNH, who is our white friend who travels with every one of these trips with us. Yeah. And I was like, hey, send that same guy a request for his house and let's see what happens. And needless to say, he contacted <laughs> him. He told him he, he started asking CNH for more specifics. Can I have the LinkedIn profile of everyone who's going to be staying with you? Can I know like the names and 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 blood types of everyone who's gonna be there? Like he was really asking for a lot, but he was he was giving CNH the opportunity to rent the house, where he wasn't giving me an opportunity to rent the house. This is all documented. We can look. I mean, if y'all want to see the screenshots um, of our inbox, our communications with the dude. His name was David. So a guy named David in um, who rents in the D.C. area. This is kind of what this is what he was on. So um, we just were like, you know, we don't want to deal with him because this feels sketchy. It feels racist at its core. So let's find another house. And the house we ended up finding was um, was um, owned by who we will affectionately refer to as Can Kicking Kyle and Cancellation Karen. Um, but <laughs> so, I mean, we could air them huge and we, and we yeah. probably will. I was like, because of how they, gonna come out. Because <laughs> of how they handled us. But we're gonna tell y'all a little bit. We they had I think an instant book feature, so we instantly booked the room. They kept asking, and I mean this was honestly when oh and I, and I'm leaving out a big part. CNH actually volunteered. He was like, "Hey, look, let me just do the Airbnb thing, so we don't have to worry about people potentially being racist or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Let me book the room. You guys just pay me your share your parts, and then we'll we'll mm-hmm. be fine." He yeah. booked it first first snap right off the rip. He booked the room, so it is under CNH's account. Um, our white friend, right? So we all planned to go out there on like a lot of us were showing up on Thursday. We had different travel times. We were making sure that CNH was going to be going into the house first because we were like, hey, he's the one whose name is on it. That makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, we kept getting messages from the homeowner saying, hey, look, um, we need your names. We need your names. And we were like, well, you have it already because we've invited all of the guests and it has pictures of us and it had our Airbnb profiles. So he's like, they have access to all of this. Like, why Why do they keep asking us? So finally, we gave them our government names. Like, these are the people who are going to be in the house. Cool. Um, we get there and I'm the day of the trip happens and there's huge tornadoes and storms yeah. in the D.C. area. Um, my flight personally got rerouted from um, Reagan to somewhere Richmond, Virginia. And I had a four-hour layover in Richmond, Virginia. Raj, how was your flight that day? My flight was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that sorry, gorgeous. I got there on um, time. The, the, were the tornadoes in the... I don't think they were in D.C. They just had t- tornadoes all around. Well, no, I think at, some, at, some point, at some point in time, there was a weather you know, advisory in the area, DC? in the okay. DC area, DC metro area. It could have been in Baltimore or, or Virginia or something like that. But for the most part, um, flights were delayed. Okay. So, so you're basically saying it was drizzling and they just didn't want to <laughs> land a plane. They were just it like, was drizzling nah. in a circular motion. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Well, the, the, the pilot told us it was some weather over DC, so we're gonna land somewhere else. So we ended up, okay. and that was needless to say that put my uh, a big like a big damper on my trip because I'm like, okay, I was supposed to be there at four, I didn't get there till close to nine, right? Yeah. Um, CNH is in the text group at the same time saying, "Hey, my flight, um, and to to go against all stereotypes on Earth." Um, the white guy in our group was the only one who um, was flying spirit. Was <laughs> <laughs> flying spirit. I just have to say that because that's which the thing. Is, which is hilarious. Which is, which is yeah. Let's, I don't know if y'all got the story straight, but uh, CNH was actually on the plane. Yeah. And they deplaned him. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, y'all get off the plane and go chill in the lobby. Like, yeah. we, you know, we got to clean up the plane. I don't know why they didn't, why they didn't, um, they didn't fly on time. I don't even know if weather had anything to do with it. I think it was just, you know, in bad spirit. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, it might have been a spirit thing, but I, he said it was a weather thing because anyway, long story short, his flight got delayed to where he wasn't yeah. leaving until like nine or 10 o'clock. So at that point we had to make a decision and we were like, okay, um, so Rumble um, and John Murray and Raj and the uncle were already in... Um, DC. So I said, okay, you four guys, just go to the house. I was like, Raj, just make sure you meet them at the house. So Raj goes to the house with the guys. Obviously, when you if you've never used Airbnb before, when you book a reservation, everyone who's invited gets that same message, which tell ha- mm-hmm. gives you access to the door code, like how you get in, what's all of the things, the amenities, you can see all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, CNH didn't have to send you anything, Raj, right? No, so everyone had access. I mean, just just to kind of just to give uh, go dive a little deeper into it. Everyone had access to the to the door code because we were all members of that that trip. You know, whenever yeah. you go on, whenever you have the app, there's little icons at the bottom. One of them is your trips, mm-hmm. and it and you know and it'll have all the pertinent information that you need for your reservation. So, like you yeah. said, the door code. The back door code, what a the, park, uh, all you know, that. right? All that, like it'll have all of the information that you need. So anyone that should, may may happen to show up first, regardless of who it is on that reservation, will have that information. Yeah, uh, without it being shared via you know an outside source. Absolutely. So um, when I got there at around nine o'clock, I think the guys were already there. They were sitting down, chilling. I walked in. We all having a good time, um, shaking hands like we hadn't seen each other in a while. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to have fun this weekend, this or that, unpacking, unwinding. And we're like, okay, where's CNH? And then one other one of our friends, um, Graham, was supposed to be landing around midnight as well. So at that point, it's us five. And that's the five who are kind of important to this story. Um, We were there and um, basically I I sat down and uh, Rod, you remember this. I brought you guys in the front and somebody asked me, he's like, why are you so like kind of docile? Why aren't you turned up? And I was like, well, I read some reviews like while I was on the way over here about these owners. So I just want to make sure that we're kind of dotting our uh, dotting our I's and crossing our T's, that we mm-hmm. are kind of being good tenants. And I know we're usually good tenants everywhere we go. We don't get complaints. Oh, but say, like we'd be yeah. wild. We don't be doing that much. Well, so the thing is, is let me let me clarify that up a little bit. So okay. like you mentioned all of the other trips. So we had DC. I mean, I'm sorry. We had um, we had LA. We had mm-hmm. Denver. And we yeah. had Atlanta. All three of those were like basically single family homes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like just like we could jump on the on on the on whatever floor we want and not disturb any neighbors True. underneath us. Yeah. This this place was was um 
was kind of I don't even know what style of home like a row it was, house? but it, had, it was like a row house, I think. Like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, like uh, a row house, and there were people that lived. Mm-hmm. Right. So the people, the people, there were people that lived on the left and the right and underneath, mm-hmm. uh, but it wasn't quite an apartment. It was a house. Yeah. So you could still disturb the neighbors. So I think part of the part of your, um, you know, I guess if you were taking a step back just from where everyone else was, was to just yeah. realize, hey, uh, we're, you know, this is how we need to act whenever we're in here. We're never rowdy enough to cause a stir, but we just need to have a more heightened sense of awareness because of our surroundings. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, real basic things like I consistently over the weekend, hey, bring bring the bring the noise level on the TV down. Um, mm-hmm. Hey guys, come on, man. We we laughing a little loud. Shh, it's late. Come on, bring yeah. that down. Like a real conscious decision by all of us to be like, hey, let's really be good yeah. tenants. Not not um, walking too hard because somebody's yeah. under us. Those type. Of and thing. I mean, some of the things that I I read about them and some of those past reviews was saying that, and I'm just gonna read three that just really stuck out. And this is kind of what my thing was from uh, 2017. Someone said, I wouldn't stay here again. Rats running around all night in the backyard. People. Upstairs can be heard walking around and stomping all night. The host husband was seen looking through our window late at night and then tried to walk out the gate as we got up to check. At checkout, he was rude as hell and had the nerve to ask me, why are y'all still here? Y'all should be gone by now. Is there anything I should know about? Uh, Well, what should you have to know about? Overall, I wouldn't book there again if I'm looking for luxury or privacy. It looks nice, but it's a lot of BS. So this is from 2017. So I had to dig. Like I was kind of really digging because I had seen one in 2018 that said my first negative experience with the airbnb host as another reviewer also state karen's husband was constantly visiting the property to check up on us we felt as though we had no privacy whatsoever and were treated with unwarranted hostility by our host this was such a disappointment we were visiting dc to celebrate a wedding with friends we don't often see and our experience Mm -hmm. with karen and her husband made sure made um what should have been a joyous and celebratory weekend incredibly stressful while karen's property was clean and well located i would not recommend staying there so after uh, we heard those two, um, I, I had I had just kind of had a thought that maybe something else was going on. And actually, Raj and I had did some d- digging in the VRBO, and we had seen them on VRBO as well. And there was another thing that looked kind of like that, where they accused these black girls of leaving um, ma- makeup on towels and being rowdy and doing a whole bunch of other stuff because they had originally said that the husband, this Kyle guy, was visiting the house constantly, coming in the house while they were there to fix the air condition multiple times. And he responded like, yeah, I did that because the air condition was broke because the house is old. So we were on, we had a heightened sense of awareness. Let's just stay out of the yeah. way so we don't have to interact with this guy. That's um, a little childish makeup on tiles. Like, pay a cleaning fee, man. You got to wash the tiles at the end. Everybody uses them anyway. But go ahead. Yeah. Well, the, here's the thing. So after I saw that, like, you know, I guess what kind of put me at ease was that uh, we none of us wear makeup. At all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we wouldn't have had to even worry about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, all right, like maybe they consider that to be damage. Well, that's a part of damage that we won't even have to cross. True. Yeah. So I'm cool about and that. It, and it, we and even it, doubled down and said, look, let's use this as a marketing opportunity. We have our mm-hmm. best friend weekend travel towels that we want to start doing. Let's just yes. buy everyone travel towels. So I brought an extra suitcase and we all like chipped in and did our first line of Best Friend Weekend travel towels and gave it to the guys who came. Like, hey, use these towels. Don't use yeah. their towels. So we're not even going to touch their towels. Like, They're actually a must-have. I haven't used a different towel since. That <laughs> means you don't wash yourself that often, obviously. But the... Um, so anyway, long story short, this is all happening. I'm I'm discussing it with the guys. Like, hey, look, let's try to keep things down. 
And then um, we're taking some shots and we, we're having a couple drinks and we're like, hey, we're about to get out of here. Call the Uber. We're going to go. And then um, CNH and Graham, when they get here, they'll come meet us wherever we go. This is around midnight on the first night we're here. All of a sudden, we see some lights come to the back door and um, the back door, somebody gets out of a car and the back door opens, unlocks and opens. So just imagine yourself for a second. You're sitting in an Airbnb in a strange city that you don't know after I've had a strenuous travel day. And we're just sitting there at the table doing nothing but just kind of drinking and whatever. And the back door of the house swings open and it's strangers at the back door. Yeah. I did. I mean, well, so I was standing by the window, so I was able to kind of get a glimpse of who it was. And I saw two people outside on the phone. I was actually the pl- the person that was standing closest to the door whenever they opened it up. Okay. When they opened the door, there's a, there's a, sc- there's like kind of a, a, burglar, a, burglar, a burglar gate or something like that, like in mm-hmm. between the door and, and, and me and, uh, and him. And it, uh, you know, it was your boy can kicking and he, um, he, he was on the phone I don't know who he was on the phone with but I kind of assumed like just from his demeanor that he was on the phone with the police and he said something along the lines of yeah I don't see him in here yeah and 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 just 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 kind of uh, in incriminating things you know like mm-hmm. things that 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 could potentially get people in trouble right uh, he, didn't he, understand it yeah I mean he kept saying that um the that yeah, we weren't doing anything. They look like they're quiet. They're just chilling. They're white. They're they're quiet. But no, this isn't the right people. That no, this isn't the people who book. This is a false booking, and we want we need them out of our house right now. Um, we don't know who these people are in our house. I, I, that's what I've, I've been wondering the whole time. I always wanted to know like, how do you false book something that you got paid for? Hmm. You know what I mean? If, <laughs> you know what I mean? If if, if I if, if, if I'm going to get a car wash and I give you twenty dollars for a car wash and then you wash my car. And then you be like, wait, 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 no, 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 no. That's a false car wash. Like, I don't, I don't understand false booking. No, you I got money I get in your that. account. We paid you. We paid you your money. We're in the house now. I we have the five people, uh, five people that are in, in the house right now on the link as guests. I think you see the seven or eight you get to have on there or something like that. So you know we're only missing two people. CNH is not here. You see the people on the booking as the get. You know. I, I just think you gotta relax. If they're not tearing up my house and I got my money, I just don't understand what a false booking is. Maybe somebody had to explain that to us. Comment below and let us know what a false booking. Well, is. I get I get what you're saying. I mean, it's I guess I, and using an analogy you said, it's like go out and get a car wash and I pay for the car wash and then someone else <laughs> drives my car over there and gets it washed. Like, are you not gonna wash it because it's not the person you thought supposed to be driving yeah. the car up here? It's weird. Um, we know, I mean, I think I know what a lot of these things are, and we'll talk a little bit about how they tried to spin it after the case, because they talked mm-hmm. about this concept of false bookings and what they thought yeah. and whatever else. So the first thing they asked us um, was for identification. Um, I was like, look, these are the names on the list. These are who we are. I'll show you my ID. And when yeah. I went to show them my ID, they were like, no, we don't want to see it. Yeah, officer, mm-hmm. they're still in here, and they were still talking to the police the whole time. First thing I thought is that's some bold, bold, bold stuff. Yeah. If these are some people who you think shouldn't be in your house, mm-hmm. you just come and roll up in here and like confronting them about, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's bold to me, just in and of itself. Especially if five, they, it's five people in there, and just you and, you and your old lady coming there like, hey, let's go over here and put them out, honey. If you're nervous well, enough you, to so, call the police, you shouldn't be nervous. You shouldn't be... 
comfortable enough to just open up the door. But I think some people feel protected so was, while they're on the phone with the police, too. You got to realize mm, I was very bold. I, I mean, I think it was... I mean, I'm sorry. No, I wasn't very bold. I think that it's so bold that... Uh, that I think that it's, I, I really think that that's a scam that they run. Like I think that that's mm-hmm. like a somewhat of a legal scam mm-hmm. that they they have in in where they just try to find the smallest thing and kick somebody out for like you know money. somewhat of a breach of contract. I I don't I don't um I don't really you know I operate my life and in, in work life and in you know every everything in in good faith. And I don't think that these I don't think that these guys rent in good faith. I think they rent. Um, you know, for monetary gain and and even for you know to to get over on people. Yeah. So um, it's and I think that it's yeah, sure it's bold, but I think they know what they're doing. No, absolutely. I think they knew exactly what they were doing. I know exactly absolutely. what they were doing. Yeah. Because they knew exactly what to say, what verbiage to use. They knew exactly you know how how to be like they they knew it they knew it perfectly. Like they just they knew exactly how to move to get people out their house. They, they well, after what six seven six seven hours. <laughs> And this is what, what I'm going to play right now is just some audio from that actual exchange when they came to the house and were at the back door fussing with us. Oh no, Chase just texted me. Okay. He said we got a problem on our hands. Somebody's caught. <laughs> So, so even with that, like you, you listen to that and you hear what I'm saying. Um, they were, yeah. they were confrontational off top. And the first question that I'm thinking a lot of you guys are out there is how did they know that CNH wasn't there? There were cameras in the front of the house. There were cameras in the back of the house. There was a ring doorbell. It was like an armed fortress. And I just want to paint the picture. Y'all said it was like a brownstone row house right down in, right there in downtown DC, um, Capitol Hill area. But the area seemed really gentrified. The, 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 the feel of it was black people lived here for a long time. Now they don't. Now we want y'all out and anything that looks like a black face around here is danger. We have burglar bars. We have cameras. And that kind of feel is what was happening there. That this at one point I don't I can't I can't confirm that, but it feels like a well I, I can confirm that that area was definitely gentrified. 
Like so for- I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a take uh I'm a take I I, I want to say that I definitely agree with you about the gentrification of of that area, um but I don't I don't I don't personally know that mm-hmm. um it it did definitely have that feel. The only thing that was a problem to me, you mentioned the cameras in the front of the house, the ring doorbell, and the cameras in the back of the house, was that I don't think that those things should be used um, as um, as proactively as they used it. Like I think that those things should be, oh, we uh, we're getting noise complaints, and secondarily, we saw you know seven hundred people enter the home. Yeah. So you know, mm-hmm. let's react on that. I don't think that it should be, oh, we don't see the home, the the person that that um that booked the reservation. Mm-hmm. So now we should react in a certain way because we didn't see it on the camera. That's I, I think that that's an abuse of your cameras. And 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 two things. You're absolutely right about that. And I yeah. think that this is something that everybody should think about. Had CNH's friends, other friends been white. How would they even have determined that he wasn't one of the ones who walked exactly. in the house? Like, exactly. if you're sitting there monitoring the camera, the only reason you called the police is because you expected a white guy to only have white friends. And when you saw not a white face come, my house is in danger. This is burglars, home invasion. I need three squad cars, four police officers to show up after midnight, even though they're doing nothing. The other point I just kind of wanted to just just put a, a a bow on, Raj. When we got there, what I noticed was uh, white women in their thirties and and white men in their thirties walking dogs and running in front of that house. Yeah. And I saw black dudes in their thirties and kind of looking some kind of dope fiend looking people too on the yeah. same block. That those are telltale signs of gentrification. <laughs> if you have white folks running their dogs, black people bums like like bum, bums in the same area. <laughs> You don't even got to ask too many questions about what's happening there. That's gentrification one on one. Yeah, yeah, sure. And and, and I'm not and I'm not rent. saying that's a, that's a gentrification gumbo. And and old Whole Foods or whatever they have Safeway right around the corner. Yeah, that is and, not. And, and yeah, come on, liquor store right there. I'm not saying rent. that that's not a thing. I'm not gumbo. saying that that's not a thing. I'm just saying that I don't. I'm not using that. I'm not using that in my my critique of of how they use their cameras. Gotcha. Okay. Like I think gotcha. that the biggest right. thing was that they use their cameras. That they abuse their cameras, yeah. You know, and sure, yeah, it was a place of, of, of you know, the the area was a gentrified area. Uh, I agree with you on that. I just don't necessarily factor that into how I feel about this particular situation. I I would rent in a gentrified a gentrified uh, area three hundred sixty five days out of the week. Okay, yeah. So just to kind of play devil's advocate a little bit. What if you you had a uh, uh, Airbnb and you're renting out and you haven't are you looking on your your ring and you haven't seen the guy because you've been watching it all day and you haven't seen the guy that's well on you the, that's a but you what you're doing right now is kind of a misrepresentation. Yeah, I'm not going to be a con, I'm not going to contradict it. myself. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> exactly. I'm not, I mean, that's what I'm asking. So I'm here's asking. the thing. Here's the thing. So, Lowe's, I'm not, I can't say that I wouldn't watch my cameras yeah. actively, but I'm not going to act upon it. If I see something, but I don't hear, the, I, I obviously have a decent relationship with the neighbors because there's been, so say, in their reviews, noise complaints. Uh, so I have some sort of relationship with my neighbors. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, I would imagine if I have a rental property that is directly neighboring other people's homes, I would try to have some sort of relationship like, hey, guys, call me if there's any noise or call the police, but notify me. Whatever the case is, Yeah, I wouldn't make a stir mm-hmm. if there wasn't a stir. 
or if there wasn't liquid to stir. I'm with you. You know I, what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean it, you're, you're making points, and yeah. like I, this is this kind of at this point it brings us to the actual events that um, are seen in the video that's circulating the internet. Um, so the the front door, there's a knock at the front door, and I I go from the back door to the front door, um, and I open it. And it's the police officers. So I step outside, and I'm like, they're like, what's happening? And the homeowner see that the cops are there. So they hurry up and get in their car and they're circling around. So they have to leave around an alley and come around the front to come to meet the police. So in the one minute that I was outside in front with the police, I was able to explain the whole situation in a very succinct way that they understood exactly what was going on. I was like, officer, look, this is an Airbnb. We're here. Um, We're missing one friend who isn't here yet. He's the guy who booked. He's white. These people are obviously looking at these cameras and only see black people coming in. We've shown mm-hmm. them our IDs. We're on the list. We're on the reservations. His flight got delayed. Y'all know the weather was bad out here. They called the police and they have you guys out here trying to like to, to arrest us or to put us out mm-hmm. of the house because um, the white guy's not here. And yeah. and um, and I, I made a little point to say something like it's very much like I can't go nowhere without my white master. And when mm-hmm. I said that, like, you could see their face like, what, what, what? And I'm like, yeah, they're acting like if I don't have my white, my white man there to, to carry me to, through the house, then mm-hmm. we can't go nowhere. And you could see one or two of the officers just kind of take that, internalize it and feel exactly what was going on. And when Karen and Kyle got out of their car, they was on 10, like they were on 12. And that's the video you see them fussing with the police because the police were actually had walked up to us. And said, hey, look, let me see your phone. Let me see the emails and the text. Like, we even showed them our text group with all of the messages with CNA saying that he was going to be late. The flights got delayed. We even showed them pictures. Yeah. We even showed them pictures of us and Chase together. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. that was, like, it was, it got to the point where we were doing things just to, like, save ourselves from any type of police interaction. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. From any type of negative police interaction. We were doing things that we probably ordinarily wouldn't do. Yeah, Com- complying to things that would just to get us from being in trouble. Yeah, and if I mean, you will. I, like it was like an open book. You can look at anything in my phone. Here, take my phone. Um, and they're looking through this, and they're kind of they're they're saying, okay, this this makes sense. Everything y'all are saying is making sense. But the homeowners just didn't. They wouldn't buy that. And um, I'm gonna play that audio clip again for you. Um, that you you've probably seen it before, but I'm gonna play it one more time. It's true. Why are you not taking it to play? We had a tornado 
Oh, I okay. So you know, there could have been weather. There could have been weather delays or whatever the case may be. So why don't you give, Why don't you give him time to respond? Maybe he's unable to respond. Of course. Okay, but you don't work in the airport. So see, you, I mean, you've heard it again. Um, the thing that sticks out to me on the audio that, I mean, in in the video is that he kept calling us strangers. Now you can hear him overhearing me in the background saying he didn't want to call us strangers. He wanted to call us niggas um, because that's definitely what I think he wanted to do. But my biggest question is, as an Airbnb host, isn't everyone you rent to a stranger? A stranger? You don't know them personally. <laughs> you only rent to your homeboys, your friends. <laughs> like, they're strangers in my house. And I got to sit here with these strangers yeah. in my house. Or maybe, maybe, so I, I wanna, maybe he invites actually, them over to lunch before you before you actually I actually want to inter, interject. I want to interject on that. So, um, so here's, the, here's, here's my problem. Here, or here's my problem with that. Uh, with that statement, yeah, I think every single Airbnb renter is a is a stranger. Um, but um, you know, he was acting like he never heard of us before. Mm-hmm. We were we we're on that reservation, mm-hmm. like we had the door code to your home because we're on that reservation. So you're 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 pretty much lying to the police, telling them that we're strangers. Mm-hmm. So like, if there's any type of, if there's anything that makes us not a stranger in his definition of stranger, there's strangers in our home. If there's anything that makes us not a stranger, cause the stranger was chase, or I'm sorry, the, the non stranger was chase. Mm-hmm. What made us strangers mm-hmm. that we were on that reservation. I don't know. I, I kind of, I, I never really was able to grasp how he felt that we were strangers when we were on that reservation. Yeah. Uh, as as well, I do I do I do get that. Uh, let me let me give them the benefit of the doubt in saying, oh, we've been burnt. Maybe they have been burnt in some sort of way before. Uh, it's just you weren't burnt in this situation, and you were just blatantly wrong. Um, and 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 I think you should pay for it. You know what I mean? Like you just in this situation, you may have thought that you were being burned, but you weren't. Yeah. Um, like. What what ended up happening in in the interim as they were in like descending upon the house, they canceled our reservation. So that's why we're calling them cancellation, Karen. And as you saw in the video, the guy was kicking stuff in the front of the house when he was um, fussing with the police. So that's why we call him Can Kicking Cow. But she cancels our reservation um, verbatim in the text. It says, um, "Chase, I'm canceling the reservation on Airbnb due to suspected hack." And um, so basically the at that point, we're without a reservation. We're sitting outside of the house and we're like, what's going on? Um, we have a contentious argument like with the cops in the cops' pre- cops' presence. Um, Raj, you, I remember you got up and got real hype with him. And I had said, like, hey, Raj, just just relax. Like, let's let's just not have a confrontation right now. And then I in- proceeded to have the same conversation I told you not to have <laughs> like 10 <laughs> seconds later. And I stood up and was like, you know what? Nah, l- this needs to be said that if we weren't black. And I-, I put it out there right in front of the police and to the homeowners. And that's when um, the-, the homeowner was like, uh, yeah, I don't know what y'all guys can do. Y'all-, y'all can go. He's like, if y'all want to stay, y'all can stay, but y'all can go. And um, so y'all don't have to be here or something like that. And then he leaves. So at that point, we're sitting there like when CNH comes a little later and he comes later in that in the in the evening, um, and he's like, we're all floored. We're all sitting there, kind of like adrenaline high. Like, what happened with the situation? The cops had stayed and talked to us for a little while afterwards, and everything. Once again, shout out DC area police, man. Like, hmm. y'all the real MVPs for seeing through the bullshit. 
Um, and so we sat down and we we're talking for a little while and, um, like we we're talking to CNH and we're like, so what's the status of our place right now? Is this guy coming put us out tomorrow? Like, so that was kind of like this whole pall over like, can we talk to Airbnb? Are they going to get us in another spot? And then we were looking and it was like, oh, it's Memorial Day weekend. There aren't a lot of spots like in DC ready right now for them to accommodate them. Um, CNH Chase has gone back and forth with the Airbnb via text, via call, and really nothing is getting done about it. Yeah. So we're kind of like, I guess we'll we'll have to see um, what would happen the next day. So just kind of a little bit more in the backstory. The next morning we get, um, um, CNH gets some messages from Karen, the homeowner, and she said, she called Airbnb for reassurance when you were not on the property and I had not heard from you while six people, when it was only five, who I could not verify on the platform were in the house. This is viewed as a third party booking if it was true. In your case, it wasn't, but I had no way of knowing that. In my past, Burns parties kicked up within an hour of people taking occupancy. That problem is a much bigger issue to tackle. I've been there. Last week, for the record, a woman who booked for six couples never arrived. Her husband, along with 12 male friends, instead used her reservation. We canceled their reservation as we are not comfortable with large, all-male, in this case, white, groups. <laughs> she was not on the property and did not disclose that. Thus, it was over. I was hacked three times and had my buildings overrun with house parties. A string of these incidences happened in D.C. in March. We've had... Um, we have had booking with actual verified guest profiles hijacked by local thieves. I had my own host profile hacked. So to you, to, to your friends, I'm sorry. But you can see why I move aggressively to protect my world. And then she sent an article to the CNH on dark Airbnb web reservations. <laughs> All of this was her, uh, her way of trying to explain the accounts. So two things stick out to me right there. Obviously, two. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we talk about Airbnb doesn't discriminate against gender as a thing, we don't host male groups. Yeah. So my question is, so if the lady, if the lady would have been there, you're fine with the 12 men. So all, all you had to do, all I had to do was have the woman show up and she would have been there when you got there. You okay. Is that what you, that's basically what you so, said. So that's not, I don't think that, wait, I want to, I want to touch on this. So that, I don't think that that's the thing. I don't think the thing is, is like if the lady would have been there, he said that she said, and I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt again, that she booked for 12 couples and it was all men. Yeah. We booked for uh, seven guys and it was seven guys. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that. So like, what, what's the, like you, you're trying to compare apples to oranges here. I don't care what other situation that you had that you thought or that you were right about. You were just wrong about this one. Yeah. And I mean, Fair. even That's that, all I have to say. what if the six couples were six gay couples? Like yeah. she doesn't know who they exactly. like rented for. Like, so it could have <laughs> been 12 people. Like I, I, I get all of that, but. That's one thing, but the 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 kicker is when you throw in. In this case, they were white. They were all white. Yeah. Okay. Now I feel better. So, what's that supposed to do for us? Are we supposed <laughs> feel, to walk oh, away from that experience and be like, now. "Oh, okay. okay, Karen, yeah, we get you, Karen. Okay, yeah. Karen, we get you. Yeah, we we yeah. we're okay. Yeah. Um, so just that's kind of how they were rocking. Um, a, a thing that sticks in my head was just kind of the what if scenario. Yeah. When when people call the police, especially when white people call the police on black people, there's a there's a expected result. There yeah. is a a 
a an anticipated result that they're looking for. No yeah. one is no one can tell me that they have the blinders on so much that they don't know how America works. Oh. That they've never heard of Philando Castile. Yeah. Like they they can't tell me that they don't know anything about Eric Garner or Trayvon Martin or Mike Brown. Like they can't tell me that Alton Sterling is nothing they've ever heard about, right? Yeah. yeah. So when when we have situations and we talk about Black Lives Matter and we talk about interactions with the police, they were trying to put them laws in our life mm-hmm. so something bad would happen to us. Yeah, Anytime you call the police on a black man, like especially when he's not doing nothing, you're putting the laws in my life for no reason. And I was shook. So when I went to that door, if I had reached in my pocket very fast to validate who I was on the phone, being in a place I was supposed to be Mm -hmm. doing nothing wrong to anyone, my life could have been over. Because you chose to call the police and say, hey, look, they got some they got some colors in my house. Mm -hmm. And we and we that's not what we that's not what we signed up for. I don't know what's going on. I don't know none of them. That's what I was about to say. I think when they call the police and they have an expectation, I think when the police are called on us, we have an expectation as well. And nine times out of ten, the expectation is not good. I think, thank God that you guys got that situation unscathed, you know, sort of say. But at the same time, when when they call the police and y'all hit the, the text group, like, hey, man, this lady called the police on us, I was spooked. And I wasn't even there because, you know, you got all my friends in the house way in DC, we don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm not there. I don't know, you know, I don't know who the law who the police are. I don't know what type of police they are. You know what I mean? I don't know I don't know the situation fully. So, you know, it 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 brings me, you know, I'm I'm scared too. I got anxiety thinking about that. Because I know a, a few instances where the police got called on some people I know for not doing nothing and, and it hadn't been an outcome like this before. You know, so you just never know even if you're not in a situation, your friend, your close friends in a situation and hearing that you know, not even being that close to the situation until the next day when I got out there, you, you still feel some kind of way about it. You know, uh, it's I mean, the expectation when we hear the police are called, we have expectations as well, just like they do. I think I was two, on two different ends because I might not. You know, when you say the police will call I'm like, man, I hope it ain't no. You know, what I'm saying I hope nothing, nothing crazy happened, man. You know, just because I don't want none of my friends hurt or go to jail for no nonsense, you know. So, Raj, you mentioned something um, that I don't know if you want to if you want to kind of broach this subject on air. But I mean, I think it's a I think it's an important conversation for our listeners, specifically mm-hmm. people who've listened to our podcast for a long time. Um, we've had multiple episodes where we talk about race and we talk about race relations in America. And you did make a comment about um, not feeling as though you were ever put in a position, a certain type of position because of oh, your yeah. race. Yeah. And. I mean, in that moment, we kind of we talked about it. In that moment, I don't know if you're comfortable kind of bringing that up here, but so I'm on. I'm I'm always comfortable bringing stuff up. I feel like I'm an open book mm-hmm. um, when it comes to when it comes to these things, and sometimes may even I may even be criticized, you know, for experience in life the way that I, I have experienced life. Um, but uh, you know, I, yeah, not I feel like this was you know, if not the first or you know, one of. Um, if not the first times that I've had, uh, the police called on me, um, you know, for a reason that I, I truly believe, you know, to be race, um, solely. Um, and it, you know, it was, yeah, it definitely was an interesting, it definitely was an interesting, um, 
Um, experience, the only thing that, that I feel like, you know, and I don't ever want to experience this, but, uh, I feel like, you know, we had the, we had the, the authority is on our side. I felt, I felt like we had a leg up once I saw how the, how the interaction was going between, um, you know, can kicking and cancellation. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, you know, I, 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 I still to this day, don't feel like I've, I've necessarily had that interaction and I don't want it. I don't, I'm not saying, oh yeah, I wish this would happen so I could be more black. I just, um, I, I, I do feel like though this was, um, you know, like me moving the way that I like to move in, in, in our group moving the way that we like to move. Uh, I feel like we're a very calculated group. We're very careful. We don't want that type of, that type of, um, energy in our life. Um, and, and so I'm, I was ready for it. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was, I was ready uh, for that police interaction. Mm. Now, granted, yeah, sure, something could have caught me off guard, or maybe I would have had to change my my demeanor. Um, but for the most part, I felt comfortable because I felt like I I did prepare for that particular uh, interaction. Um, the the question I would ask is just this. Um, and and I think the more the context of what was said before, I think this is what you said, something along the lines of you don't feel like. You, a lot of situations have happened to that, like things have happened to you in life solely because you were black. Do you feel like solely because you were black is why you were put in this situation? 100%. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, and it's kind of like there's no way around that, that when people start talking about racism and race relations in America, that's, that's, that's how race, that, that's how negative race relations manifest themselves, situations mm-hmm. like that. I'm I'm definitely going to I'm gonna I'm gonna play another clip right now from um, from Rumble because he was in the house and he definitely wanted to share some of his thoughts on that experience. The whole little situation with Ken kicking Kyle and cancellation Karen, that shit was was very very wild. But just to put it all in perspective, at this point in the game, I'm just just numb to it. You know, it hurt, but it's not surprising. Personally, when it you know I work with a bunch of different races, bunch of different people, just been around them for a while now. And when it just comes to other races, I just don't have high hopes that they'll see me for me, you know? Only bad part is, it's just crazy how I let all just that type of stuff potentially kind of just change me and like all these type of encounters kind of alters my perception of the world and also to my projection onto the world. It's like the only bad part about these type of situations. But uh, out the gate, you know, I kind of, you know, I'm very observant. So out the gate, I kind of felt better because Ken kicking Kyle was on 10. And when I realized his energy levels was way that high and everybody else was real docile and chill, I just kind of knew that wouldn't work well in his favor. And also, too, I knew where we we were at, where we were supposed to be at. We ain't do nothing wrong. So just me being a logical thinker. I really wasn't been out of shape and me knowing how white folk get being from the deep south it wasn't surprising at all either. I guess to sum it up it just always just fucked up and you know not surprising. Also too you always see shit like this popping up with Airbnb but you'll never assume that you will be in the middle of some shit like that. And also too those officers handle it real nice and uh that kind of made me look at uh, offices in a different light, in a way. So, uh, you know, I guess some some good came from the situation too. But fuck, can kicking Kyle 
and a cancellation Karen with her no ass. Okay. Okay. So 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 I um I debated <laughs> about editing out certain parts of but that's okay. his that's his testimony. That man yeah. was there, he lived I mean, it, that's his testimony. I mean, if that's how you want to talk about that people. I mean, we can't. But he ain't wrong you ain't wrong when you're right, man. Yeah, I ride I ride with you when you're right. You know what I'm saying? I mean God but damn. I mean he did say some he did say some very interesting things and had some yes. things I really believe, such mm-hmm. as that police interaction at the end made me feel a, a DC police in general made me feel a lot more like, you know what, police aren't always the problem. Yeah. It's not always the it's not always like the cops are the bad guys. Yeah. Like, just as long as it's not no group thinking you it's but people are people. And if people are like on some nonsense, then anybody could be on some nonsense. These people yeah. just were like, and full disclosure, it was one female officer, she was black. Two um, black male officers and one white male officer, yeah. and they were they were good people, man. I wish I had all their badge numbers so I could so I could give them shout outs for the good things they do. But send them a, um, send them DC a bit police from is what's up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The whole nine. Um, but yeah, like Rumble said, another thing. How did you feel? I mean, Los, I know you weren't there at that time, Raj. How did you did you feel surreal at all when the police were there, like that we were in the middle of it? No, I felt, I honestly felt surreal that we just had so much support. Like, it it almost felt biased. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, biased support from the police because their, like, their, their argument was so invalid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they saw it. You know what I mean? Like, we saw it and we just felt like, what the hell? Like, what did we even do? Like, we didn't even do anything. And the police are like, they didn't even do anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, that felt good. Mm-hmm. That felt good to have. That on our side. I'm, so I'm sure the police. It, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm saying I'm sure it, it felt great because uh, Roger, like he attested to earlier, I'm not sure if you ever been on the other side where you haven't done a thing and the police were like, you know, on the, on the other end, on their end, like, oh, okay, y'all must be doing something wrong. They call the police for a reason. Uh, I'm no. sure. Well, Al, I know Al has been through that before. And Al, how how did it make you feel when you've been on the other side where you haven't done the thing and the police will call or you had an interaction with the police when you know you haven't done the thing and they were trying to prove that you done you done something that you haven't done? Well, the thing How'd is, I'm, I'm well. I mean, I come from one of those, and all three of us do come from mm-hmm. those type of, and I hate to to put it in this way, but those type of black families that raised us in a particular way. Yeah, we know how to interact with the police. True. Um, Raj, I would think more than both more than both Los and I. You kind of have a little bit more defiance in you when it comes to talking to the police. Like when I've been in those type of situations, I just shut up. Yes. I just be like, "You, yes sir, yes sir, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no sir, sir. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yes sir." Yeah. Like so, I, I can be steaming on the inside, but you can feel somebody's vibe, and I can, yeah. and it just take me a second to look down and see you got that that coat that forty five on your side, <laughs> and, and I don't, I don't problem. want, I don't want no smoke with you. <laughs> like I don't want no smoke with the police ever. Like. Yeah. You good, dog. Like yeah. unless the police doing something to to me or my people and are already kind of engaged in doing this wrong, man. I'm y'all, man. You can have it. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I mean, it's like any other situation when you're growing up. If it's like a a not necessarily a bully. I don't want to use that an- analogy. But if somebody has like a gun, I know mm-hmm. you've been in a situation before where like somebody mm-hmm. you might not maybe not maybe not necessarily be beefing with or whatever, but somebody brandishes a, a firearm, shows yeah. you they got a gun. Yeah. The minute somebody show me they got a gun, if I ain't got one and I don't want that, man, look, I don't want no smoke. I've been drawn down on by the police before as a teenager, mm-hmm. so I definitely understand and know, you know, the, the the I guess the psyche of a person who has been through that and 
like during the time, you know, you you just revert back to how you were taught. You just let the, tell that man, yes, sir, no, sir, no sudden movements. I was taught that at a, at a young age, you know, mm-hmm. don't listen. The police said, ask you to do something, do it. You know, I think as I get older and, and, and a lot more wiser, been through more situations of that nature, I know for sure. I definitely don't want that smoke, especially with the current climate that's going on now. You know, um, you know, I'm we we both '80s babies. We're all '80s babies coming from Louisiana, so um, we definitely understand the different ways that can go. And even living in 2019, where we live now, you know, we definitely understand, you know, how it could escalate in different ways. And so, if, if the less resistance I give you, uh, I feel like the the more chance I have of, of going home or staying alive. You know what I mean? <laughs> No, you, you're making good points. And I mean, all of that took place and it was a lot to process. And yeah. then um, so we were we were sitting there and I'm just going to kind of just move this along a little bit. We were we were like shooking. We were sitting there the next day. We were just talking about like, dang, what are we going to do? What's Airbnb going to do about like this spot? Like, what are we where, where are we where are we going with this? Um, we've had we got Chase CNH contacting them. He's, he's texting with a specialist or whatever. The one thing that maybe it was Memorial Day weekend, so maybe they weren't work. I don't know, but that's not an excuse, even if it was. They never um, said he was emailing with them. Yeah. Um, so next thing you know, the a this uh, the same car, a drop top comes back the next day, parks <laughs> behind the house, and uh, someone comes runs upstairs. I think it's Rumble, and he says. Hey, they got a car parked in the back of the house. I told you. Like, really? Yeah. And yeah. um, so we just went on about our business. Like, well, this can't be the guy coming back again. So we doing whatever we're doing, going about our business. And about two hours later, we get ready to leave. The car's still out there. Mm-hmm. And we notice the guy peering into the back window, peering around, like walking around the property, and he's got a hose in his hand and he's been watering something. Um, so <laughs> in some I'm not even gonna call it the comic relief, but this part of it. Um, so he's confronted the homeowner is Kyle again, and mm-hmm. the home and CNH and and boss man, our homeboy boss man, confront him. Boss man goes outside and really is just kind of on some like you know he's a, he's a, he's an experienced traveler too. He actually yeah. works overseas and he's always like he stays in a B and B all the time. And this is his interaction. Well, he had an interaction with him as well where um, there. That they were going back and forth, so I want you guys to check that out. Parties and stuff like that. Any noise complaint or anything? Okay. I I feel the same, but I want to be honest. Seeing you here is sort of feel like you're sort of intimidating us and stuff like that. Okay, so this not meant to intimidate us or anything like that. Okay. Okay, because. For me, it seems, you know, it was very regular to Friday night, but also I've never in, you know, you could go and see all the places I stayed with Airbnb. I've never seen the owner come by, water the concrete on a Saturday. So I just, you know. This is all new, but there's a total turnover right below you. Okay. Okay. So it's new to water the concrete on a Saturday then. Plants? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because I, I mean we're quiet and we're trying to just you know I mean please just okay okay all right thank you so yeah that was that was that was Kyle coming back and um, watering the concrete mm-hmm. for two hours um, <laughs> which nobody gets but I mean that's what he is that's what he that's what he was out there doing he thought that that was his way of spying or whatever and it really made all of those reviews make sense. 
that not only would he call the police on us, he would still come back and try to intimidate us and whatever else. And that whole time when we walked out of the house, the first thing we did, we sat down in the Uber and we said, contact Airbnb. It's time to get out of here. We need to find another place to stay because yeah. this is escalating to a situation where it's going to be a negative interaction. Yeah. He's antagonizing at this point. And, you know. Airbnb we, never Airbnb never responded. No. They dropped Just the ball. FYI. They dropped the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was anti. He was trying to get a rise out of us. He was yeah. trying to get us to do something so we could be on the negative side. And I mean, that's mm-hmm. isn't that what the cops said? One of the cops told us that before he left. He said- don't you guys are in the right he was like don't let anything happen this weekend that's gonna make you guys end up going to jail because of something that they provoke you didn't he say that raj yeah he did i um i i uh i don't understand why why uh your boy came back to the house um i I, you know just just like john murray said you know i think that that was some sort of like intimidation intimidation tactic um, it was it was unnecessary, and and there was definitely a, a a review, you know, that you might read later, or you may have already read, um, that that spoke to him peering in the windows and whatnot. That I uh, I feel like that type of activity shouldn't be condoned mm-hmm. on Airbnb, and and you know they shouldn't be able to rent um, on Airbnb, and I feel like that should also trickle over to the VRBO in in all of them. Um, so yeah, I I, I kind of don't understand their actions. It was it was very very invasive, and and it hurt. You know, to be honest, I, I don't know. We we've been dancing around a lot. I just um, Karen and Kyle Crutzberg of Fifth Street Holdings LLC. Just FYI, that's so that's who know. the people we're. That's just so you know who's who's the people. If you're renting on Airbnb and you see that, don't just don't. This is this is what can happen to you, especially if you're a person but, of color. But the thing is, is it doesn't even it. So it seems doesn't even matter if you're a person of color because uh, there's yeah, been you're you right know, gender discrimination. There's been racial discrimination, you know, on on of all of all sorts. It just seems like these these people are just not good people, like at all, like period. So yeah, before we before we get off of that 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 topic, um, John Murray actually said he wanted to to check in and let us know a little bit about his thoughts on those experiences he had with um, Kyle and just with the Airbnb in general. So I'm gonna turn it over to John Murray. Yo, so this weekend I was caught up in a situation that you see online sometimes and you think to yourself, well, man, that should never happen to me. Or, you know, um, or you just like, you wonder how in 2019, 2018, last year, when all these stuff was going on, how these things could happen, you know, you see them trending, um, barbecue and wild black, you know, selling lemonade wild black, now this weekend, me and some friends then went to a nation capital, you know, and um, and then we get caught up in a situation where we Airbnb and wild black, you know, you know, for me myself, you know, I travel all over the world. I'm in Australia. I'm in Asia. I'm in all these places, and sometimes I'm like the only black face, uh, and or you know or one of the few and here I am in DC which you know have a large block population and and I get the cops call at me at 11:30 at night for doing nothing no noise disturbance no um, uh, neighbors reporting any um, issues you know just Airbnb hosts basically seeing 
six black guys in his um, Airbnb without the white friend that's also supposed to be there. You know, it's shocking, man. You know, it hurts the heart. You know, it, you know, it's, you, you can't put it to words when it happened to you. You know, you just, you just live and you're like, man. So, you know, even when you look at the people who responsible for that type of hatred projected towards you, you see that one of the ladies, she's in the Navy and you reflect like, wow, you know, like here's a fellow service member, you know, I was prior service and, and this person's still in and discriminating against you. Now you wonder when she's in ranks, how many of her soldiers that she discriminated against. That's a crazy thing, man. Um, I pray that nobody has to go through it. I pray that we that we could, you know, stop these trends like Airbnb while black or um, barbecuing while black, um, you know, sitting in your dorms while black. I mean, this is crazy, man. I mean, uh, it, it just needs to stop. I mean, full disc- our homeboy, um, boss man Murray. He's from. I mean, he's from the Virgin Islands. He's a uh, He's an island guy, and I think that a lot of kind of his his take is just even a different take than even ours on, you know, just blackness as a whole, what being black means and everything like that. And just kind of hearing him talk about it when I've heard him and had interactions and we talked about it even over the weekends. Yeah. He seemed more heard about it than most of us. Like, yeah. the exchange I I, was, um, it was tough. I think, I think, I think what John Murray is touching on is that no matter – how hard you work as a as a young black man to to try to be not a stereotypical guy, black guy, or black man, or thug, whatever they want to call us, um, posse, whatever they want to, you know, whatever they want to try to label us as. Uh, I think no matter how hard you work, you work at it. You you you're reminded, you know, that no matter what you've done in life or how successful you've been or how much money you make or where you travel, at the end of the day, people see color. They see you as a black man, and you're a threat. You know what I mean? For no reason. Even when you're not trying to be a threat. We talked about this podcast before. Um, just be on the elevator by yourself. And a white lady gets on. And you move to the corner. Just automate, just try to make her feel safe. You you don't feel the danger. She doesn't know that, you know, your profession, your background, your parents, where you come from. You know, I, I think he, he I think it really, for him, it sounds like it just reminded him like, dang, everything I've done, I've seen the world. I've traveled all over the place. You know, I worked hard. I'm very successful. And at the end of the day, this, pe- these people saw me as a threat for absolutely no reason. That that point makes a lot of sense. And it's something that we, we talked about as well that weekend that, listen, when people book you on an Airbnb or people look at you or whatever, you can be a 45, 36 um, grown black man. And they always look at you like you're some kind of child thug who about to do something, whatever. There's never a point where we get old enough to be like, that's a that's a grown up and I don't have those same mm-hmm. like I don't know thoughts. And I wonder like if my if my father or if like an older guy in his sixties would have been like, Hey, I'm renting this place and with five or six of his friends. Mm-hmm. Would Ke- would Karen and Kyle have been like, No, we don't rent to large groups of all male groups and y'all black? Mm-hmm. Like would a six like after all of the living that we've done, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've done a lot of living to my to my age. And I feel like I'm a, a not even I feel, I know that I'm a, a huge asset to society. I'm a, yeah. an adult. I'm, I'm a role model to a lot of people. 
But to them, black skin, it don't matter. Yeah. They would probably rent to a 25-year-old, 23-year-old white boy who might get in there with a, with a rock band and tear it up. I'm not trying yeah. to be stereotypical. I'm just no. saying that there are people that they could just look at their skin and be like, they're good. And they could have got their house torn yeah. up. Yeah. But they don't know any of that about us. Don't look at our reviews. Don't look. It's just black faces in our house. Get out. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> uh, I, it's sad, man. And I think I think the the even bigger injustice is this, injustice to this is that Air, Airbnb doesn't support the people who who made them Airbnb. You know yeah. what I mean? It, 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 I mean, what happened to the customers always right? You know, or even let's let's hear you out. Let's try let's try to uh, let, you know let, let's try to rectify this and, and make this right for you and your and your situation. Especially when you can. I mean, it's online. All you have to do if if you get a complaint from some people who had complaints in the past. And they 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 have uh uh you know they have a history of these things. Not saying that they've never been burned before, but it, it it sounds to me that they have been wrong more than they've been right. You know what I mean? So you know our, our favorite saying is you know you're not right when you're wrong. <laughs> One of them, yeah. you know, we flip it. So I, I feel like at the end of the day, you you as Airbnb dropped the ball on this one way bigger than Kyle and Karen. You know what I mean? Because you know, at the, at the end of the day, you you have to make sure that your customers are happy because without your customers, you have no no money. Like, there's <laughs> no Airbnb. You can't just do us any kind of way when we're spending our money. You know? Well, let's go there. Um, in 2016, uh, Rania Cherry and Stefan Grant had the police called um, on them in Atlanta, and they had guns drawn down on them, and they were told them that they were thieves. Very similar to us. Um, mm-hmm. that that made national news in New York. I mean, in North Carolina. Um, this host made hate, hateful racist posts and canceled the booking by a black guest. I mean, we didn't get the hate, the hate, hating, racist. I mean, I'm sorry, the racist, hateful post. That we but we did of. get our our book, but we got our booking canceled by the um by by these people. Yeah. Um, others, other people all over the other world have made fake profiles and like said, "Hey, look, th- I'm gonna try it with my black profile. I'm gonna try it with my white profile," and they see that they they draw more interest from Airbnb hosts when they when they're a white face. I mean, Airbnb has a stance on racism and I read it at the top of the podcast. It's a thing that they say, but their response to us was just the company line. Um, and it was basically that they told us we will not try to put a price on the hurt you experience. Rather, we will be taking action that we hope is lasting and meaningful. And they also made a point to say that they can't tell me what they'll end up doing with Karen and Kyle, like, because that's a private matter. Mm-hmm. That's verbatim what they said in the email. It's private and that's um and they can't the privacy issues, they can't let me know if they'll let them rent or not. Mm-hmm. And they can't um they and a thing that we said is like, no, you can put a price on this hurt and you can monetarily compensate us for the time that for a a, a terrible yeah. experience, a terrible trip because of the way that they allowed these hosts to do us. And didn't give us an option to go anywhere else. And I mean, that's just what it is. Um, really not knowing whether when we come, like say we go out to have brunch and we come back, not knowing if we're going to be able to get in or not. I remember us coming that's back exactly in That's exactly what we said. I remember exactly coming back in the Uber like, said. man, what if we can't get in the house and our stuff sitting outside right now with the rain yeah. doing backflips on our luggage? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like that was a real feeling a few times on the trip. You know, I mean, we joked about it, but it still it was a very real feeling. I remember coming around the corner in the Uber, looking, trying to see if my little my little silver luggage was outside. You know what I mean? <laughs> or or did he go through and ramage through our stuff? I, I you know I we don't know. I mean, you know, and it, it's 
I mean, when you when you go out of town and try to have a good time, you know, uh, with a group of friends, you know, something we do often, and we all well travel. You know, you, you, the last thing you want to do is come back not knowing whether you're gonna be able to get in or not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, at least if you lose your key in the hotel, you go down there, tell them you, you know, it show was your fully on. It was fully <laughs> at their discretion yeah. whether they could have yeah. put us out at any moment because they yeah. canceled our reservation, yeah. and that's what we had to live with hanging over our head for the rest of the time and Airbnb didn't give us an option to do anything else. I mean, I'm just going to tell you this. We sent this in the form of um, both CNH and I mm-hmm. sent like five page like essays on mm-hmm. what took place, the events mm-hmm. of this. We, uh, we, uh, we also told them that, hey, look, we have a platform and we're going to be speaking on this and we want Airbnb to be on the right side of this. We told them this for a week. The whole thing is we're sitting here like, should we um, should we put this video out? Should we put this information out on these people the day it happens? Should we do it before we even leave D.C.? Like all of these things. And we were like, you know what? Let's wait. Let's, let's wait and let Airbnb. Yeah. Let's, let's let Airbnb do this. We're, we 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 cool people. Mm-hmm. So today was the first day we posted something online about it. Yeah. Airbnb responded to our internet post on almost Twitter within 20 minutes. Yeah. If that's talking about we don't we don't um condone any of this. Give us the name, the address and everything so we can rectify this. But where has Airbnb been when we've been emailing the customer service, when we've been mm-hmm. talking to higher ups, when we've been talking to people in their discrimination things? All they kept telling us is we can't put a price on the hurt that was caused. Yeah. And we will make steps to rectify. But the minute that something goes online, they're like, oh, no, no, we don't want this bad publicity or this bad press. So now, now Airbnb wants yeah, to d- get back. DM us the information and we'll get right back with you. Let's let's try to get let's yeah. try to get this rectified soon. Delete, think, delete your post. Delete yeah. your post real quick. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. And then we'll, we'll, we'll try to take care of it from that. No, it's too late. I mean, I, I feel like it, it's it. I guess it brings you back to, I mean, uh, we're going to we're going we're gonna to keep picketing and we're going to keep picketing. You gonna, you know, are, are we going to. You know, we're going to roll up in there and really do something about it. You know what I mean? Like, so we, we just kept chilling and, you know, we kept saying, no, no, we won't go. No, no, we will go. Now we just decided to kick the door down and put it on the internet. Now, now you're going to talk. So listeners out there, I want you to kind of understand this, that the power obviously is not in us writing, um, writing meaningful letters that really talk about the hurt, like what we felt, what we experienced yeah. along with the videos and everything else for them to see. That's not, that's not what gets it done. Um, it's not reaching out to the to the homeowners or anything else. Obviously, what it is in 2019 is the power of social media. So mm-hmm. what you can do, we say this all the time. We always ask you guys to do certain things for us. We'll say, hey, guys, um, look, comment on this for this video we got or do this or um, send something to this, whatever. Just funny things we're doing every week on the podcast. Repost the video. Yes. I mean, repost the video. Mm-hmm. You're going to see the video. Go to Twitter, go to Instagram, go to Facebook. It's in all three platforms. Repost the video. Let people know that, yeah, it happened to some other guys in New York. And I feel terrible about that, that somebody went in the house and called them some monkeys. I don't yeah. know if they called the police on them. I don't know if they put them out. But that's that was our experience that's that same, around the same time. Like, yeah. like, I mean, that's our experience at the same time. And I don't want y'all to think that this is a one-off. And that Airbnb just kind of quickly rectifies these situations. No, they're like, okay, we can't put a pain, we can't put a price on this. Let you guys continue to just kind of hang out there yeah. um, until we actually speak up. 
And our voice is only a voice of three. But if we have more voices that are um, in support of what we're talking about, then maybe some meaningful change might happen. And maybe next time you go on a trip, you'll have um, and maybe Best Friend Weekend needs to be the name of a new Airbnb site for black people. Maybe we need to pick up where Noir B&B and Inclusive yeah. left off because Best Friend Weekend sounds like it could be a thing as well. Most but definitely. hey, that's a lot. I mean, how do you and I'm going to ask you one more big question. How does this experience shape your um, thoughts going forward about travel experiences. Raj, you got anything specific on that? Uh, if anything, it makes me skeptical to use, I mean, to use anything, you know what I mean? Um, I, I would love it for a new Airbnb or, um, or um, inclusive or even a, um, <laughs> someone that looks like me on Airbnb to be available at all times. Um, unfortunately, that's not the case. Uh, so it definitely makes me makes me skeptical, uh, you know, to use those sites because I don't I don't want to have to deal with the same thing that we dealt with for doing nothing. Yeah. I, I could see if we was just being rowdy, if we was just being wild yeah. and it was like, you know what, man, we really like we gave you all a chance. We looked at the cameras. We didn't see Chase. We uh we but, you know, we don't do that. So we you know, whatever, we let it slide. But y'all was being rowdy yeah. and y'all still don't have Chase here. And, you know, and dot, 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 et cetera. Um, but you know that wasn't that wasn't the case. Uh, it was pretty much it was pretty much just kind of like cut and dry, just all bad, you know, on their part. Um, and it just gave us a it gave us a sour taste. Um, un, you know the the uh, unfortunately you know Airbnb hasn't done anything yet to kind of like make me feel better about using that site. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like I said about uh you know the reviews for um you know the the host that we had i i hope that it trickles over to, to vrbo um un, you know unfortunately for vrbo it does trickle over for me like my feelings do, do like trickles over to those renters as well um because i just feel like you know there was a point in time in my life you know i got i used every single dollar that i that i that was in my bank account on ebay and eBay is notorious for being for the for the buyer, mm-hmm. not for the seller. Like if the buyer has a complaint, I mean the seller gotta have, you know, almost inconclusive evidence as to why they're right mm-hmm. for eBay to be to side with them. Um, it seems like in this situation, Airbnb uh, isn't isn't doing even the least to try to reconcile our situation. So it does, yes, it does make me feel. Uh, a certain type of way it makes me just want to go back to the hotel route to be honest yeah. with you i mean i i definitely agree with you roger um raj with that i, I just feel like you know I, nobody wants to go and spend the type of money we spend when we go to these places and mind you it wasn't a little house you know i, don't, I guess we don't, we don't want to disclose the dollar amount we put out but you know, uh, it it wasn't like we spent you know uh, you know one fifty or you know two hundred dollars a night. You know what I mean? We we spent a, a nice amount of change on it, and you know with, with no problem, we're not tripping about that. We just want to be treated fairly, man. And when you know you go through stuff like that, you like why why not go back to a hotel and let's just see if we can get the, the floor. You know what I mean? Like let's just get one floor. You know, but I mean at the same time. I, you know, we like the air, we like uh, you know the the house route, the Airbnb. We just don't like to be treated like our problems don't matter. Like, okay, that you went through that, eh, so what? You know, same thing. If you if I go to a, a, a burger, a fast food restaurant, and I ask for a certain type of hamburger, 
and they give me just a patty and some tomatoes in my little box. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they be like, eh, don't worry about it. It's on you. That's I feel like it's the same way Airbnb is doing us right now. And that's crazy when all the money they're making and, you know, their customer base, you, you know, there's no, there's no true customer service. You know, especially people who are, you know, who, who are black are getting discriminated against. So um, your analogy game been been decent today, but really not good. It's the equivalent <laughs> of them giving you a hamburger and then being like, oh, shit, you paid for this? Oh, I was supposed to be for that white boy. Give me that hamburger back. <laughs> That's what the equivalent is. So just <laughs> give me that hamburger back. I don't care if you bit a piece off of it. Police. <laughs> give me, police. He's biting that hamburger. That white boy bought that hamburger. Hey, that, that white boy bought that hamburger. <laughs> the white boy gave me the money. That's not his hamburger. You can't, you can't, you can't bite that hamburger. You can't. But, white boy can't bite you no hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it, it definitely. To just to say what both of you guys said, I'm not, I'm not gonna beat the dead horse because I know we've talked a, a good bit. Yeah. Yes. The next time we have an event, I'm going to be sitting there like. What do we want to do? Because nine times out of ten, I'm the one who's really putting a lot of the logistics together. The first idea is going to be, what are we going to do? Are we going to try to get an Airbnb? Or are we? Do we have to go back the hotel route? Or how do how do we accommodate We're our friends coming to a different? Like, it's. I mean, even if it's just a minor change of going to VRBO or whatever it is, yeah. that might be the thing. But like you said, like Raj said, it trickles over. I'm going to feel the same way. I'm going to feel like the same kind of discrimination may take place on those type sites until there's like a a real substantive change i just feel like these type of things can continuously happen and um and and it's unfortunate um but before we get out of here we did have like one other person who definitely needed to be heard from yes it's a bit of a treat for you guys so it's a it's a it's a really introspective take on everything that took place this weekend and it's coming from someone who um was right at the center of it so cnh um is going to give you his take on it as the person who booked the room, how he feels as, um, as a person with, with a, with a group of friends from a different race and how this makes him feel about the situation. I think this is an important, an important, um, speech or it's not necessarily a speech, but important talk for you guys to listen to. So I'll turn that over to CNH. What's up boys. It's CNH. Just wanted to, drop by and kind of throw some things out on how I felt about the situation in DC, the weekend as a whole, kind of what happened with the house and then really how it affects everything else in life um, and why it matters too. Uh, I think it's probably for the viewers um, and the listeners, I think it's important to know a little bit of my my background coming up, um, where I met you guys, what happened. I mean, I grew up in a, in a neighborhood that was, you know, 50, 50% black, 50% white. Um, it was never seen that way, though. Uh, I played baseball, basketball, and football since I was five. I think you sit here and you see, you know, all these people that say, oh, he's playing on a black team or he's playing on a white team. And that never occurred to me. So growing up, uh, a lot of friends of both races uh, met you guys. Um, never saw you guys as, oh, I'm going to hang out with black people. It was the people that live under me that are that are dope, that I like hanging out with, um, that I like being around. It didn't matter if you were black, white, indifferent. Um, I've never tried to be black. I think a big, big issue coming up when I go on these trips and people say, oh, you're going on your black trip. And 
there's no malicious intent behind that statement. It's just, I think, the ignorance of, you know, why is it a black trip? Why is it not just a trip with people that I enjoy being around and hanging out around? So that's just kind of what you deal with when you deal with these situations. Um, we go to D.C., man, hype about the day. I'm leaving at 2 o'clock on Thursday. Eight-hour delay in the airport. I'm sure the details have been given over and over on what happened. Um, but just getting off the plane, I get aggressive phone calls from the homeowner. And being told what's happening, and as a white guy, there's nothing I can do to imagine being a black guy with three cops rolling up into a house that you don't own and being told who knows what by the homeowner. Um, that level of fear or uncertainty has never crossed my mind because I don't have to live in that kind of world. Uh, I'm a white guy. I, uh, white privilege is a thing to a certain level of, you know, where I can go and say something abrasive to the homeowner that maybe, you know, if you're black, you can't because you get the cops called or you get aggressiveness back. Um, which is one of the things that blows my mind in this world. Um, but we get there, man. Everything goes down. Um, everything works out that night. I walk into the house and I'm kind of, you know, wondering what's happening, what's going on. I write a long letter to Airbnb about kind of what happened to us, what happened to you guys um, that were at the house first. And I think the funniest quote of the night to me is a cop said, oh, so they can't be here because the white guy's not here. And I think that sums up exactly what was happening. They saw on their ring doorbell that six black dudes were rolling into a house and they didn't like it. And that's, there's nothing. No, if those were six white dudes, not one thing would have been said. And I think that's the biggest issue of the whole thing. Then before calling anybody or doing anything, you immediately call the cops. Um, I think the biggest thing that spoke to me when I saw the video is, you know, if everything would have worked out and he freaked out and he apologized and shook everybody's hand and said, hey, misunderstanding, my bad. That's one thing, man. But when he showed his true colors by kicking a Coke can down the street because he was so mad that he lost that battle. That battle was lost for him because his battle was not with the wrong people were at his house. His battle was with, oh, shit, I didn't know there was this many black people coming to my house. And I think that was seen very clearly by the officers, thank God. Um, but who knows how many different ways that could have turned. So all in all, the D.C. trip, I'm sure, has been covered over and over. I think from a outside perspective, as a white guy, man, going back to the comments of, you know, even friends or coworkers or, oh, man, you ain't going to be here. You're going on uh, the trip with your black friends. Like, man, I, at no point has it ever occurred to me to be like, these are my black friends. These are my white friends. And it blows my mind that it occurs to other people. And I, again, I don't think it comes from a malicious point. I think it comes from a point of, People that have literally never been around any kind of black culture, any kind of black people, and they just think that it's literally still a segregated thing when it just doesn't have to be. And I think we've proven that over, you know, the last few 10 years. Um, but to continue on, my biggest point tonight, and 
all I wanted to make was, why does it matter? You know, I think Airbnb, when they said, hey, we don't want to put a price on your hurt. We just want to do the right thing so this doesn't happen again. What that means is, hey, we're going to see if y'all accept this email. If y'all move along, no publicity happens. And, you know, we'll, we'll move along. We'll slap the Airbnb homeowners on the wrist. They'll keep renting out. The same shit will keep happening. So in the short term, man, why it matters? So this shit doesn't happen to somebody else at that Airbnb. Um, in the long term, why does it matter? I just don't. I, I think the only way we get past these kinds of situations is to sit down and have dialogue, have conversations about, hey, this is what it is. This is how it is. How do we fix it? How do we fix perception of everything going on? It, why is your perception that way? And maybe sometimes it's not even a malicious perception. It's just their perception. And maybe we can start to right some of these wrongs, not by, hey, you got a lawsuit and a settlement, which in a lot of times is needed. Like we need our money back from this weekend because we didn't get any of the services or value of the weekend out of what we paid for. But take that back. We can take that loss. It's a slight inconvenience for us to lose that money. But in the big picture, man, if this continues to happen, where, where, where does it end? Where does it end? So I think the dialogue that this show that everybody can produce if the dialogue moves further, that's where we start to make a little progress because I know a lot of white people never get the chance to see this kind of discrimination and maybe don't even think it exists anymore. But I'll tell you, man, we started doing this two or three years ago. Every Airbnb, we've had to put my picture on there. And that, to me, that saddens me because like, I don't get it. But to be honest... Why? Why? I know groups of white people that would have torn that place to shit. And I don't get why having black people in your Airbnb is an issue. But it also speaks to a higher misunderstanding, a higher lack of intelligence in life, where we go and we gentrify a neighborhood. And then all of a sudden, a black person walking down the street is a threat. That, that just goes back to sheer ignorance and a lack of dialogue, and a lack of people trying to understand. So if, if we could get anything out of this, and I think the biggest thing for me is to continue a dialogue on why this matters. And coming from a white guy, I, I can't start to begin to feel how it felt with six black guys having a general conversation in a house and three police rolling in or the homeowner peeking through the back window. Not one part of me can understand that frustration, that anger, any of that, because I don't have to go through that. So I'm not sitting here saying I understand, but it gets on a level, it gets to me where I don't understand it. So I don't know why it happens with other white people or any other race. I don't get it, man. I, you walk up to somebody, I met Roger, me and Roger hung out. I'm sure y'all know me and Roger, very good friends, last 10, 12 years, and Roger's got plenty of flaws, 
Roger is not the coolest dude in the world. Doesn't dress that great. But you know what? I liked Roger. I liked his personality. I liked how it happened. We all started hanging out. I liked everybody there, not because they were black, not because they were white. We got along. Things we did matched up. Our thought processes matched up for the most part. And when they didn't, we could debate it. And that's the kind of people I want to be around. Black, white, indifferent. Doesn't matter to me. And I don't think we have a problem with it in the South. I don't think we have a problem with it in Washington, D.C. I think it's a national problem. Even people that speak out against racism are probably some of these Airbnb owners that decline a black face on a profile. And I think it's an ignorance and it's a misunderstanding and the dialogue has to change. And I think that's what this show and so many other shows and venues are for. So I applaud what you boys are doing, man. On another note, had a dope ass weekend in D.C. Can't wait till we do it again. Best for the weekend. Love you, boys. See y'all later. So first off, if there is a, if there is some sort of, if there is some sort of like best friend weekend, uh, fashion Easter, <laughs> uh, it's your boy Raj Smooth. I don't know what CNH was talking about there. I appreciate the rest of his comments, but that one was a bold-faced <laughs> lie. And if you know CNH, that's what that was. Um, I just, I just need to know who these boys are. He kept referencing us as, <laughs> because listen. I'm a black man. Now, let me stop. Man, CNH, when I say he stepped up to the plate yeah. and and was very adamant in his defense of us, yeah. to anybody who's listening or whatever, man, CNH has solidified itself. Man, I, I got mixed feelings sometimes. I'm going to say something that, that probably might even not be in his right place in this podcast, but I've had situations where I'm like, you know, that guy's a white guy, and but he's solid. Yeah. He's solid. And then yeah. one day they'll do something and I'm like, damn, I wouldn't have expected that out of you. I would have expected you to understand not to do things like uh-huh. that. And somebody responded to me and was like, you know, white people gonna white. Every now and again they're gonna white. Yeah. Um and you some and, and sometimes you live in a way in a place where you're like, damn, kinda like holding your breath for when somebody's gonna let you down in that way. Uh-huh. Um Chase is Chase is dope. CNH is dope and I just hope he never lets us down that way because I don't see it from him at this point, man. This dude is yeah, dude is solid, thorough. Yeah. Yeah, all that to say that, man, look, um, I think you guys have got a full picture of kind of like the the aftermath, the the Airbnb and Wild Black and everything that took place um in DC mm-hmm. um last week. So I mean, you know, I'm not we're not trying to we're not here to necessarily shape your opinion. You no. you you can have an opinion or you can not have an opinion or you can not care about what we're talking about, whatever. Yeah. But I just kind of um would I would hope that you listen to a story like this and you just be kind of more aware of a little heightened awareness. And I mean, you know, you see some of these things online and you're like, man, that still, that sucks. Well, you know us and now you know that it happens to us too and it could happen to you at any moment. So mm-hmm. just kind of trying to stay up there. And um, so this is one of the more, I mean, we've had episodes like this before where we've just kind of picked a, a serious subject and we decided to just really delve into it. Yeah. So definitely, um, hopefully you guys got some some. Some good listening and some good points here. We'll be back with our regularly scheduled podcast this weekend on some. We'll be we'll we'll have the jokes for you. We'll have you laughing at your desk and doing everything. So right. um, you know we we're we're complex human beings. So it's it's a lot of points. It's a lot of parts to us. It's a lot yeah. of um a lot of things going out here. So you're just catching like the the um the professional us the the black men yeah. that are behind some of these jokes and and some of this content. And hopefully that you um uh, that you guys can. Appreciate that just as much as you appreciate 
uh, the jokes and the current events that we give you every week. So uh, back to once the again, bubbles. appreciate you sitting down. <laughs> appreciate you sitting down messing with us for this last two and a half hours, back however long we've been talking bubbles. to them people. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see you guys. We'll see you guys on Friday. Hey, you guys holler and take care.